Boo. <laughs> well, little Dennis is with us today. And what I'm doing is this little, I've just popped in to talk a bit about what this podcast is going to be about. So what we've got, what we've got coming up is, it's going to be all about Jimmy Savile. <laughs> it's in two parts. The first part is, it's about 12 minutes of me and my mum talking the day after we watched this Netflix documentary about Jimmy Savile. Ooh! And then the next bit after that, I'll come back because I've got some things to talk about, which I didn't talk about on the on that bit. I talk about like my child abuse. Talk about how we are Jimmy Savile. Talk about Jimmy Savile's spirit. Talk about the thrill of going out as Sophie when I was actually when I was Kevin. Yeah. So I, I, it all comes together like in a quite cool way. Talking about Jimmy Savile accepting the job of being a child abuser, which I know it sounds weird, but this is some of the things I want to talk about though. And abuse people, abuse people continue the suffering. Now I've got an interesting topic for this one. Sorry? I've got an interesting topic. Interesting topic. What's that for? For this podcast. Right. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? No. Right. I'm going to talk about. Ready? <clears throat> what do you think? Jimmy Savile. Oh, no. What? This is Sophie Dawson from SophieDawson.com and this is episode 211 of the Sophie Art Podcast. This little podcast to do about the art and things. And me and my mum's walking down the back lane and we can talk about Jimmy Savile. How's about that then? What do you think about Jimmy Savile, mum? Do I think about it? No. We, we watched the documentary last night mm. on Netflix. And I had a dream as well last night. And I was talking to Lorna, my sister, explaining how we've all got to forgive mm. Jimmy Savile. Because mm. if... Somehow, if we don't forgive him... No, it's as if it's as if you've got. A f- it's almost like his m- mission was to make us forgive him. Does that make sense? Mm. <laughs> and I said, Lauren said, oh, "How does that make you feel?" And I said, "Lauren oh, said that." Yeah, in the dream. Oh. And I said, "Oh, if we all forgive him, it's nice or something." Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to suffer. But I thought, how, how's about that then? No, I thought, how, sort of, um, brave would, is it brave? Would you need to be to forgive him? Because every part of you doesn't want to forgive him, does it? So. 
But do you not think do you not think um, God would forgive him? Yeah. So then So then we've got to forgive him as well, haven't we? So do you think maybe he was sent here on like a mission? Because he's probably one of the most it's probably one of the most um horrible in a way that people if there's like 400 people and he knew what he was doing there must be a part of him that knew what he was doing but then he did all the good stuff as well so because I think I think I think we're here to balance opposites so I've been wondering did he actually balance himself by doing all that good stuff but then does that not mean anyone could go and do anything bad as long as they do something good because that doesn't seem to make sense so what do you think do you forgive him yeah you forgive him of course I don't think I don't think he was like that's bad things. I don't think he was a nasty person. There's a difference, isn't there? I don't think he was nasty. A nasty person wouldn't have done all the... He didn't have to do it. All the good things that he did do for charity and her. Didn't they? Mm. So he didn't have to do that. Yeah, but did he do that because he, he felt no, guilty? I, I, I don't think he did. I think he'd done it because he wanted to do it. He genuinely wanted to help people as well. I think, that's what I think. So do you think there's like two parts to him? Yeah. Like two spirits? Yeah, split. Split. Person. Personality. Yeah, I think he's too... Yeah, he was a good... He was a good side and there's a... A not-so-good side. Because I was also thinking, because they said on the documentary he fell, when he was a baby he fell out of the pram, didn't he? Yeah, fell out of it. When he was a little, little boy, he fell out of his pram um, and he was like, the priest said, told his mother to get in touch with him when he passed away. Hmm. And then she said he went to sleep or something, didn't she? And then when he woke up he was... Oh, yeah. So I wonder whether that's when he got possessed. So what if he got possessed by the devil and God at the same time? Imagine yeah, that. Something to him, for sure. Yeah. So he might have. He might have actually been pure evil and pure good. So do you think his victims should forgive him? Yeah. Yeah. And something I must mention, which I think is very, very sad, was that they removed his headstone. I don't... I, don't, I think that was an awful thing to know. 
But he did all that bad stuff though. He done all that bad stuff, yeah. But to remove someone's headstone, to me, is... Mm, I don't know, it's unthinkable. I think that's, that is a sad, sad thing to do. I think, um, I think he, I think he like highlights healing, do you know? Mm-hmm. Well, he puts an awareness on people having to heal their childhood wounds what, what surprised me about that documentary was how religious it was because I didn't know he was into that oh Catholic wasn't he hmm Did you enjoy the documentary there? Um, uh, it was interesting but sad, wasn't it? Hmm. What sad for him? Sorry if it's windy. It's a bit sad for him, sad for his victims. Problem with famous people, though, isn't it? We look at Michael Jackson, who I, I, I love, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and I do not believe a word of what people have said about him. No. For sure, don't believe it. And they, maybe there's a little bit of that in this case as well. No, I don't think so. We don't. There's too much sort of. Um... Why would he keep joking about it? Um. And then that time when he was being interviewed by the police, yeah. he got quite sort of aggressive and... Yeah. And didn't you think, ah, uh, you sort of saw the true... Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's me that's not... Maybe it's me that's not seen the truth, what's inside of it, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what to think, to be honest about it. What do you think would have happened if he had got caught while he was... Well, he, before he passed away? Yeah, do you think he would have, like... Oh, yeah, it would have been... I don't think he would have gone to prison or something. Yeah, but do you think he would have been sorry? Yeah. 
Mm. That's why I think he was doing all the charity stuff. Because he, he was guilty. Complicated one, isn't it? It's very complicated this time. But I just feel, I think we have to forgive him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And that was it. You got anything thing else to say? No. What did you think about his relationship with royal family. Oh, that is very suspicious, very surprised. Mm. I don't know what was going on there, for sure. Does it make you think that the royal family is up to something? Um, I am, um, again, I'm not, I'm not 100% certain about that. Mm. Seems a bit funny though, though. Um, like asking his advice for, for certain things. Mm. He's not, you know, he's not in any way. Um, you know, what's the word? Um, um, qualified no. to answer to be answering questions like. Some of the questions he was asked, wasn't it? Like, mm. I don't know, it's very strange. Yes. Plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it for this one. Have you got an inspirational quote? Me? Yeah. No. Should we just say... How's about that then? <laughs> yeah? Uh, if you want. Can you say it? <laughs> oh, please. I can't say that. Please. I don't want to say it. Really. Oh, go on. I'll <gasps> buy some sweets. Eh? I'll buy some sweets. I never thought of sweets. I'm on a diet. Go on, please. Oh, how's the vet bet then? So, over the next bit. I hope you enjoyed that one my mum talking about stuff and I think you get the impression well I feel like for me it, it's a very um it's a very confusing situation because you've got somebody who did an incredible lot of positive things and an equal amount of negative things so there is some sort of like conflicting opinions there and it also come out in the documentary because you had some people who only ever saw the nice Jimmy and they cannot their mind cannot even accept that that Jimmy could have got up to some of the things he did. <laughs> That's how mad it is. So there is part of me that wonders whether he had his, like, it's, I would say two spirits, like possessing him or something. But what I want to talk about is, so the first thing is, when I was 13, I got strangled and it triggered a lot of psychological issues. and. Things like panic attacks and social anxiety and stuff. And also I I suppressed and I, I feel like I've still suppressed some of the issues from that moment. 
and that was over like that was nearly like 30 years ago so i can see how if you were say sexually abused i can see how it would it would really affect you deeply but the thing is because i've um come to terms with a lot of it i know that it's actually a, i see it as a really positive thing my experience because i've learned so much from it so in a strange way i feel like abuse is actually a positive thing <laughs> i know i know it sounds weird because in the moment you can't accept that because it, it's a negative thing but the thing is what happens is i feel like you the creator let's say or god if you want i've started calling him god and I've, I, said, I said the word him then. That's the problem I've got with the word God is it, it, it still, I still associate it with a visual of a male. And that isn't, the creator for me is more of a sort of, it's not a male. The creator is just some sort of entity. But I like the word God because it feels powerful. But let's say the creator can see your entire life from a, up like as if it's like looking at a painting from a distance so you can see how everything relates to everything whereas if you zoom in on a painting you can only see a little bit if it if that looks a bit dirty you don't realize it has to be dirty down here to make the other bit nice and clean sort of thing because everything's related to stuff so whilst you're in the moment of the abuse it feels really negative but if you zoomed out and saw how that in the future creates loads of positive experiences for yourself because you learn loads of stuff and maybe even you can use it to change change the world make it more positive or something you can see how in actual fact that negative thing is the a beautifully positive thing yeah it's quite cool so it's almost like the creator has to do something nasty to you in order for something really beautiful to happen and this sort of links in with Jimmy Savile. Is it possible that before Jimmy Savile came to earth as the spirit, he, he was sat down with, say, God, the creator, and the creator said, look, I've got a job here. Do you want to accept it? Because I almost feel like before we come here, you know, like the role-playing games or something, you've got, you have, like, quests, and some of the quests are, like, really hard, some are easy. But what if there's, a, like, a list of quests to come into earth and like jimmy savile looked at the quest and the hardest one it says you know you're going to end up abusing 400 children right so on the surface that you i'm never doing that but you read the full description it says that these 400 children are gonna go through the experience and become so powerful that they will help like you know they will help improve the lives of four million children in the future going through that experience and also it says i will i will protect you so that's how like jimmy because jimmy had a lot of abundance and i would also say synchronicities the way life ruled out so it does look like something was protecting him so either it is some sort of he done a deal with the devil say and that was protecting him but i feel like because he had so much positive things in his life and abundance i just feel like he it was actually some sort of um, some sort of deal with with a god or the creator. So it's like he 
in a strange way, he accepted one of the hardest quests, knowing that if, let's say, humanity doesn't forgive him, his, his soul could potentially end up in the darkest depths of, 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 of like the spirit realm. So in other words, he's, he's, risked, he's risked his soul in order to potentially raise the vibrations of everyone, like the entire human race. But you also wonder whether maybe that's the, that's the point we've got to as humans. Maybe we have got so far off the, off the track that God was like, you know what, I need, I need to put in a monster into the earth realm in order to trigger a worldwide forgiveness. Because can you imagine how powerful it would be if everybody forgave somebody like, like that, a monster sort of thing? The energy of that would be amazing. So it might be this sort of... And also, the thing is, you see, Jimmy Savile's spirit is going to continue to abuse children in the spirit realm unless we forgive him. That's what I'm thinking. So in a strange way, it's our responsibility to forgive him. Because otherwise we are in a strange way continuing negative abuse in the spirit realm. And I've recently been watching this thing from Divine Truth about the sleep state, which is quite interesting because it seems as if you can interact with other people in this in the sleep state, like interact with their, their with their spirits. So in other words, if Jimmy Savile still exists, if his spirit still exists and it's abusing children in the spirit realm he could potentially be abusing you so in a strange way it is it is sort of um tied to you as well i'll put it alert we are we are jimmy savile exactly so we've got to forgive and accept ourselves because again when you zoom far when you zoom out far enough you realize we're all one so in other words jimmy savile is a part of us really you could say we created the monster again it goes back to that thing have we in the past as humans created so much suffering sort of thing we actually manifested into existence this jimmy savile character and it's very telling to me that all this sort of stuff about jimmy savile came out it, i think it was 2012 it came out which is the year that everything started for me as well. It's almost as if 2012, which they talked about in the Mayan calendar thing as well, 2012 would, would be the end. And it's not the end as in the end. It's the end as in the end of the cycle. So you're starting a new cycle. So maybe the fact that that happened at that moment, it's almost as if it's like a domino that's knocking all the, all the negative out. But it's, it's quite frightening to face the truth. That's the thing. It's frightening to face the truth when you go inwards. It's also, it's also frightening to face the truth collectively as well. So I've got here that Jimmy Savile, when he came, in, came into the earth, because I'm, I'm saying imagine, he's famous, and imagine you've, you're famous and you've got all these beautiful young girls throwing themselves at you. I mean, you've got to have an incredibly strong will, I would imagine, to not be tempted by that. So I, I imagine what happened was 
the first the first one was probably a mistake an honest mistake he just got he got tempted and he made a mistake but i reckon what happened was he he, he got sort of i feel like the future ones the future abuse was addictions the first one i think he probably didn't realize what he was doing some sort of like he just he was just acting on impulse of of this strong what do you call it it's like a, a desire or a temptation or something and he probably felt bad about it but he was he was addicted to the feeling so i can relate to this because in the old days <laughs> when i was living as, as kevin i used to creep out at night dressed up as sophie so i'd, I'd go out dressed up wearing little skirts and high heels and everything <laughs> proper like sexy and it was it was it was the scariest thing ever but it was a real, the excitement was like extreme. And it was like, it was one of these things where you didn't want to get captured, you didn't want to get caught, but you sort of did. So it was this thing of like, you, you went out there thinking, am I going to get caught or not? And it was exciting, but terrifying at the same time. I imagine like doing that, what he did, there must have been an element of that involved. There must have been this element of like, of excitement in it, even though I know that sounds that sounds quite quite terrible to say, there must have been some sort of um, thrill involved in it. So I feel like he got addicted to that thrill. So, so what I've, what I said is, again, he he sort of I feel like, like if you're addicted to the thrill like that, I can imagine how I can totally imagine how you would you would be in some sort of strange way you'd be out of control a bit because you couldn't resist the thrill and nothing on earth would would recreate that thrill i know what that's like because for me there was there was nothing there, i've not experienced a feeling as exciting but as a scary as going out as sophie when i was kevin because the thing is once i transitioned there's no there's no thrill involved anymore in going out with Sophie, so there is an element, there is a part of me that misses that, because it again it, it was exciting. So I can I can totally see that. The other thing I've put here is that yeah, well he had simplicities and abundance, and I put was he actually living his true self? In other words, what what because what again on that um divine truth videos, they talk about when you're living as your true self your real self at that point your 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 the law of attraction is going to be like busting <laughs> you're going to be like really pulling in abundance because you're you're in sync with the creator so what i'm saying is if jimmy's quest and true self was to live this life of a beast like doing all this abuse that's what that's what was creating the um in a strange way, he was protected by God to do what he did, even though it's bad. It, it was protected whilst he was alive because he was doing a positive thing, even though it's a, a massively on the surface looks like a negative thing. Because in other words, if everyone can forgive him, can you imagine how 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 powerful that makes us to be able to forgive somebody like that? So. The first thing is it makes everybody on earth. It raises that the, like their 
their sort of their spirit, their soul. And also because we are all one, it's raising the soul of the of the creator, of the one being. And then the other thing is the people who got abused, if they can go inwards, which abuse forces you to do that, I think, because what it does is it it creates so much trauma that at some point in your life you can suppress it for so long, but at some point you have to face it. And then what happens then is you if you if you face it, you become super powerful almost. <laughs> You're still like vulnerable and stuff, but you sort of you learn so much from it. I feel like I feel like negative things that happen in your life are the are the best thing ever. So again, these people who got abused have the potential to be super powerful, almost as if that thing which is nasty is some sort of gift in a strange way. Especially if you then turn that around to sort of help people. And then all of a sudden what you've done then is you've created, you've created, like you could say for instance, set up foundations helping people who have been abused because you was abused. Now, can you see how that, in a strange way, that's actually Jimmy Savile that's done that because it's everything's linked. So if Jimmy hadn't have abused this person here who sets up a foundation to look after children who have been abused, can you see how that would never have existed? So in a strange way, even though it's incredibly nasty and negative, it has the potential to be like incredibly positive it's quite cool in a, in a strange way, but it makes no sense in the moment because you're looking at it and you think there is no way going around abusing all these children is a positive thing. But again, it's that, it's that thing when you, when you look at the bigger picture, like multiple lifetimes in the future. So, so it's, it's like that all the time. Like how many things have happened in my life which has been negative and you, in the moment you're like, oh, I wish this hadn't have happened. You look back and you, you see how it actually shapes you into a much better version of yourself. So I feel like this actually could shape the entire human race <laughs> into a better version of itself. That's what I'm thinking. I've also put abused people continue to suffering. Yeah. So, for instance, well, I'm still suffering from my. So when I got when I got strangled, it manifested years later as a voice disorder which resulted in me going into have operations on my throat and what happened there was I actually lost the ability to speak <laughs> I couldn't actually speak and, and then the other thing was when I could speak I, I had no confidence to speak and I've still got this I've still got the I've still got like, the baggage of that but the thing is, what it does is it. I feel like it makes you a better speaker in a strange way, because you, because you, because you're quite, because you're not like amazing at talking. Maybe it somehow makes you even more amazing at talking. It's it's that thing of like somebody who's not perfect is more perfect. Like the way I look at that is like a, you've got a, t a teacher teaching you art. If the teacher makes mistakes whilst they're teaching you they are a much better teacher than the one who if they make a mistake they sort of edit the video to remove the mistake 
because what it does is the student cannot relate to that because the student is going to be making mistakes. If they see the teacher and the teacher never makes mistakes, when they make a mistake, they think, well, I'm not obviously good enough. If the teacher is making mistakes as they're, as they're teaching, when the student makes mistakes, they're like, well, the teacher makes mistakes, so so can I. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking, like somehow not having the perfect voice makes you have a, a much more powerful voice. Something like that. But this, how it works with these being abused is, I feel like Jimmy Savile creates the initial trauma by abusing the child. So the child now has this abuse in them, which is going to most likely manifest into years of suffering. But the thing is, the child has created, no, not the child, the, the adult has continued the suffering by not facing by not facing the issue which is causing the suffering, which is going inward and actually looking at the abuse and realizing they did nothing wrong. Because what I know in that video, one of the one of the ladies was saying she spent her entire life thinking she had it was her fault because she got abused in a in a like a a church or something. I, I don't know. No, it wasn't. I don't know if it was. It was a, some sort of um, building where there was lots of people outside. And she said it, what she should have done was shouted for help. But instead, she didn't. She just sort of. Um, there was so much fear of, of Jimmy that she she didn't speak up. So what happened there was she spent then she's then spent years of her life thinking it's my fault that I got abused and stuff because I should have spoke up. But she was a child and there was loads of fear. So what she, has, what she has to do was she has to say to herself, look, I didn't do anything wrong there. Almost like you've got to forgive yourself. And then once you've forgiven yourself, you can actually forgive everyone else as well. <laughs> you can forgive the situation. So I actually did this with a lucid dream. What happened? Somebody knocking at the door. There's a postman at the door. I wonder if my mum's heard that. If my mum didn't, uh, wait a minute. Yay, my mum got that. Yay. What it, what was, what, that's it. So I, I had, when I got, when I got strangled, I had created, I had said to myself, it doesn't matter. Like I had said to myself, basically I thought it, it hadn't affected me. But I think what had happened for me was my mind, this is how, this is how clever it is. It had, it had basically, made me believe it didn't affect me so that I would never face I would never face it so see how see how cool that is like how genius that is it made me think it didn't affect me so that I never so that I never faced it I think that's brilliant like clever because what that means is you spend the rest of your life thinking I, I, I got strangled but it didn't affect me when it did so what happened for me was when I started like going deep into myself and realizing I needed to I needed to face like basically for me it was social anxiety. I had so much social anxiety that I had to face it. And as I started facing it, it I just kept getting visions of well, just realizing it was linked to getting getting strangled. 
So in that moment, I realised, okay, obviously it did affect me. <laughs> so what I did was I actually went into a lucid dream. I created a lucid dream. And I said, what I, did, what I said was, I, I basically, I faced it. So what I did was I recreated being strangled so that I could live through the experience. And what came out of that was, which I, did, I never expected, what came out of it was I, when I woke up crying and everything, because the thing is with lucid dreams, you actually feel it. You don't just experience it, you feel it. So you, you feel what it feels like to be strangled. You feel what all the emotions. It's almost as if in that lucid dream, you, you sort of feel everything that come out of that moment. And imagine how powerful that is. And what happened was, I guess what happened was I forgive my I forgave myself because I'd I real what happened was I woke up saying I did nothing wrong, I did nothing wrong because I thought I was I thought I I thought it was my fault that I got strangled because what happened was what happened was I well basically well see I yeah what happened was my mum had an abusive boyfriend and he was he was he was about to. I felt like he was about to attack my mum. He was trying to like grab the phone off her. So by me, I stepped in to take the phone off of him to give it back to my mum. And then I got strangled. So I, I sort of thought, right, that's my fault. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have stepped in there. But it's not my fault. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> so in that moment, I realised it wasn't my fault. So that's when I that's when I realised how I, I had kept suppressed this emotion of thinking it's, it's my fault. Can, and so can you imagine how much that affects your sort of your confidence and your self-worth and everything? So that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm still dealing through that, but at least now I know the source of it. Because again, if you know what's, what's triggering all these things, at least you, at least you can do something about it. Yeah. it's like if you've got a, a tap and it's leaking water until you find a hole you can't really do anything so you have to go through the you have to go through the messiness of finding the hole getting yourself wet with all the, in order to sort of fix it <coughs> jim will fix it that's what i'm saying jim will fix it what about jimmy fix it for me to heal the world he comes in and maybe that's it jim will fix it for us to basically free ourselves. That's what I'm saying. So that's it really. So out of this, we've got the power of lucid dreaming. We've got the, the, the way the mind is very sneaky at tricking you into thinking you've, you, it, it tricks you into thinking you've not got issues when you have. It's brilliant in a strange way. And also it's this thing of like how something's negative, but when you really look at it, it might actually be like super positive. But the main thing is I feel like we've got to forgive Jimmy Savile collectively. And I, that's it really. Cause I, I think when we die, we're gonna, we're gonna be face to face with lots of issues, not just our own, but like collectively. And we're gonna have to forgive it all. Because otherwise, if you don't forgive something, you're going to keep yourself in a cycle of suffering. That's what I'm saying. And also having compassion for Jimmy Savile, 
But Jimmy Savile's spirit, I imagine it must be in a quite a dark place at the moment. I'm not sure. So like you ask yourself, does he really deserve to be in a life of suffering? I don't think so, really, especially because he did a lot of positive. But it's not so much that, it's the positive that can come out of what the negative. <laughs> what I'm going to do now, though, that's it for this one. I hope you enjoyed that. All that's left is a little bit of music, because what I'm going to do is, last week, me and my mum was in town, and it's quite funny, we got we got into town, we stood there, we were talking about something. We were about to sort of um, separate, because I had to go up here and mum down here. Just at that moment, music started playing. And what happened was we come back about an hour later, the music was still playing. And this music was like really getting into me. It was making me cry now. Because for me, music, music is truth in some strange way. I don't know what it is, but there's a truth to music. And I was feeling the truth. So I ended up recording some of it. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some music in the end of here as well. I hope you enjoy this. I thought it was cool.